Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve their overall quality, improve your agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO here at Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat Call Center Outsourcer located here in Northwestern, or also known as Erie, Pennsylvania. Wow, you can tell I've I've done that intro a couple a couple times. <laughs> Might have to get a new one. Um, how's everybody doing? As we're recording this here, it is a it is a Monday morning. Just got excited over the weekend about some things that I've been thinking about. You know, kind of wanted to, to start the week off with with a podcast. As a lot of you have known, and I appreciate all kind of the 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 messages and cards and things that I've gotten. My father passed away kind of the week before, but last week was kind of the, uh, I don't know, get your bearings back. So we did not really do a, a podcast. We, we did launch our NFT project. There's still free NFTs available. I think there's about eight or nine left, right? So if you want to uh, check that out, I will again, put the link in the, uh, in the show notes here. But again, it is just access to me. It's totally free. Video calls, webinars, um, 30 minute training for your team, anything that really we thought we could add value to. And again, it's, it, I think it ended up costing most people who purchased them like six or seven dollars, right? In, in gas fees. So, um, something to think about and, and love to have you guys come on board and kind of be, I guess, a little bit in the inner circle of what we're trying to do. All right. So, I did a couple videos on LinkedIn and a couple of TikToks over the weekend, just talking about some call center metric things that, <clears throat> that I've been thinking about. And I think it's always about this time of year that I kind of get back into that groove of, you know, the holiday season's approaching quickly. Um, all of our retail clients are starting to now, you know, staff up. Um, we are, you know, heading into a, a really heavy season for most contact centers and, and a lot of BPOs out there. So, <clears throat> You know, thinking through metrics again, making sure we have things tightened up, making sure everything is benchmarked, make sure we understand where reps are um, is kind of the process that we're going through right now and, and wanted to kind of share some of those things. So, you know, we break our metrics um, really into three pillars, right? And one is is our efficiency metrics, right, that we're going to talk about here. The other one is our quality metrics, right? And the third one and most of you guys have them and, and most, you know, contact centers, even customer service centers have some type of sales metric, cross-sell, upsell, right? So those are the three kind of pillars of, of things that you need to be thinking about in your contact center. And a lot of times we kind of maybe confuse some of them, but I think they, they kind of need to be in their own, their own pocket, right? So that 
you can really have a group or or have supervisors be focusing on specific things and and again all of them are important but i think you know to, to focus on some some certain specific things that you may be struggling with is is kind of the i guess i think the way that uh the way that we we like to do things don't drink in here <laughs> so first thing from an efficiency standpoint my my three or four favorite efficiency metrics right average handle time occupancy service level and you know something that we really we don't think about too much but it kind of ties in is 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 your abandoned percentage <clears throat> but i think really the first three are the the most important so number one is is let's talk about service level right and then for those of you who who maybe are new to this so service level is basically the percentage of calls that we're answering within a specific period of time so again we we always i don't know why people we always get into arguments over this metric but Every call center is a little bit different, but for on average, I believe for most contact centers, we are using an 80-30 service level, meaning we want 80% of the calls answered within 30 seconds or less. Now, if you go white glove service, you know, or or some type of you know, people talk about two rings or three rings, those type of things, you could be at a 90-10, 90% answered within 10 seconds or less. It's a different level. Of efficiency. In fact, it lowers your efficiency because you have to have people available if you're going to make sure that you're answering calls, you know, that quick. <clears throat> so 80%, I think, gives you a little bit of leeway. If you have some availability, it's going to help. If you have people that are going to wait, you know, it's not going to kill you for the day, right, for your service level. But I think that that gives you, you know, what we have found is, is most of those metrics equal out. If you do an 80-30, it equals out to the occupancy, which is the next metric, which is occupancy is the percentage of time that your reps are in a working state. I include after call work in that some organizations do not include. So basically what we're saying is the amount of time from when they answer the call, take care of the customer, are in after call work, right? And when they go back available. So if we take all that working time, you know, I like to have my reps and I think what is fair um, is to have a you know seventy to seventy five percent occupancy, which basically means right around you know that forty forty five minutes out of the hour they're in a working state, and fifteen minutes out of the hour, right they are kind of in an in an available state or they can kind of take a breath. Now, why after call work gets a little bit weird with that, right? Is because if you are not kind of mandating after call work or, or automatically having reps go back available after a certain period of time. It can be taken advantage of, right? So if, if you have reps that are taking extra long after call work, that can kind of skew your occupancy number if you're including that. For most of our stuff, if there's not some long memos, we are 30 seconds and then having our reps go back, automatically go back available. So those kind of things. And, and again, I guess every efficiency metric kind of ties into the other efficiency metrics, right? So we have our service level. We know kind of what we want. We have our you know occupancy where we, we're making sure that we're not Number one, that we're being efficient with our reps' time. We're also not burning them out either, right? We don't want them talking 57 minutes out of 60, right, or in a working state. I think that's too much, and, and you know, you're going to have high attrition, and people are going to be miserable, right? The <clears throat> the other, you know, one kind of two is, is is we talk about abandonment rate. Um, I see this with different customer bases, right, and it's almost like there's an art and science to this. So each different 
client base for us or customer base for you guys, you know, we'll have different kind of thresholds for how long they're, that they're willing to wait. You've talk, heard me talk about analytics a lot with this, right? That we can actually check sentiment scores based on the amount of time that, that customers are in, in queue. And we can start to see when they start to get ticked off, right? So again, if we have, if you cannot afford to staff at a level out of an 80-30, right? You, that's one of the ways that you can look to say, well, maybe I don't need an 80-30 because my customers will, will stay on hold. They will not abandon up to a minute, 37 seconds, right? So maybe you want to do, um, you know, kind of an, an 80 minute, 37 seconds, right? Or how many seconds that is. We've done that. And we're doing that currently in our call center, which I think is a really cool kind of way to use analytics as well. You've heard me talk about that a ton. Um, so again, that's the first pillar, right? We need to be efficient, but we need to be fair, right? We have to be fair with our associates. We cannot be burning them out. Efficiency goes both ways, right? Because if you if you just absolutely are hammering, get off the phone, get off the phone, get off the phone, get off that call, get off that call, right? Next, take the next call. We have calls in queue and you're doing that. Yeah, it, you're going to have some issues with, with your associates and with your workforce. So there has to be a happy medium with how you're scheduling. <clears throat> and again, we can get deeper into workforce management with efficiency and, and forecasting and all that. Um, but again, I think for most call centers, you just got to make sure that you understand those those kind of three or four core metrics. All right, then we talk about quality and, and we can go in so many ways with this. <clears throat> you know, so everyone should have, you know, a a scoring system for their associates. I know there's a lot of different tools now that that you they say you don't really need, right, to have a scoring system that they kind of can score. I have never really seen and I've demoed so many different things that that makes it perfect, right, or, or really takes the human element out. Sentiment scores and those types of things, I think that human element can go out. But when we're talking hardcore, you know, do they do the exact things that they need to do on a call is there any coaching that needs to happen? How is their, you know, their overall tone? Do they understand where to go on the screens? I think that that really needs still needs to be human scored. <clears throat> so make sure. And, and there's a I have multiple podcasts on on setting up a a you know basic um, call center QA platform. But if you if you don't have a tool, right, you can just use Excel. Right, you can use uh, you can use Word um, to make sure that you know, your reps are are doing what they should when they should. So that's the first piece, right? And everybody should know what their scores are and it should be benchmarked with your QA staff so that if somebody's giving an 87 and somebody gives a 95, right? That we understand that we can believe that what those numbers are. We do a lot of benchmarking with all of our clients as well so that they feel comfortable when we score something that that is the, the actual score. <clears throat> then you get into kind of the tools now, which is the really fun stuff and it's evolving and it's getting better, right? So you have your survey tools, right? Which is basically CSAT and NPS, <clears throat> right? Customer satisfaction and net promoter scoring, right? Net promoter scoring is basically saying, you know, it was the service good enough for you to go kind of talk to one of your uh, friends about, right? And, and and would you recommend, right, this company based on kind of the service that you got? Um, and then, you know, you, you take your yes or no's and you get a kind of a, a net plus or minus and you find out where you are on the, on the kind of the scale. CSAT is just that, right? We're just asking basically if the customer was satisfied with with the, the, the service that they had, a lot of different survey questions. You guys know I hate I hate using NPS and CSAT, especially when it comes to 
rep or associate quality. I don't think it's fair. I think that there's so many things the rep can do right, but if the customer had a bad outcome, maybe just based on a corporate or company policy, you know, they're going to hammer that rep, right? And it's only going to be the really happy people or the really ticked off people that are going to really do these surveys anyway. So I think number one, it's skewed from that standpoint. Number two, I think it's unfair because I've seen reps do an amazing job, but have low CSAT scores or NPS scores just because they were following policy on a, maybe on a retention line and uh, you know, people were canceling and they were not happy, even though they followed every single policy procedure to the, to the T. So again, I, I'm more into than the, the third piece, which is the sentiment scoring. I think it's getting better and better and better. I think it's very close to overtaking. We have seen an absolute direct correlation between sentiment scores and NPS. That's what we, I like to push. We still have clients that use the surveys right in our call center and we can, you know, we set those up and we can, we can do those, but I also really try to push and, and we will just do it even internally. If they don't, if they don't want that data, we keep that data um, to look at sentiment scores that's pulled up every single day. Our, our reps know who uh, who's doing what, Right. And we can it, it really does correlate to between personalities. Right. You can you know that that kind of hardcore salesy person that maybe be a little bit rough, but they handle their service calls pretty well. The last piece here, though, then is our it's kind of our sales metrics. Right. All of your call centers have some of that. So talking about conversion, talking about sales per hour, talking about retention. Right. Those type of metrics are kind of the third piece that we need to make sure that we are monitoring, right? So conversion is basically, you can you can do that a couple different ways, right? So you can do it on the amount of total contacts or total calls that a, that a rep takes and how many they sell off the total, which really isn't fair. You know, we, most call centers will use qualified calls, right? So meaning the, the calls that came in that the rep had actually had an opportunity to sell. Um, and then did they sell off of that? So that can be a really good metric if you're doing that on qualified calls to see who's the really good salespeople in your in your organization. Um, retention is a huge, huge deal. And it's a huge selling piece. And it's really big in, in most contact centers when, when customers are calling to cancel, if there's some type of downsell, if there's some type of way that we can retain customers, right? Again, need to do that on qualified calls, but I think that's a huge, huge metric as well. And then obviously just sales per hour. Right? How many how many sales? We also say mops like method of payment because now it, there's so many different ways that you know you could have to do an ACH, you could do a credit card, you could do a debit card, you could you know mail in a, a check. So MOPs, right, or method of payment. You know, the other thing too is is looking at at connects like some some of these, and this gets more to the outbound you know kind of side of this. And, and I know a lot of your call centers were taking customer service calls. We're also making outbound calls. Right. Making making sure that you understand the difference between a connect and a, and a contact. Right. A connect is basically anybody who answers the phone. It did connect. Right. A contact is you talk to the proper person. Sometimes that doesn't matter. Sometimes that does. But again, again, that, that gets to the qualified versus, versus unqualified call. So, again, those are those are kind of the three core metrics or three core pillars that we kind of look through. And then we make sure that. You know, we're kind of hitting those four, four or five different actual KPIs within those pillars. And that's kind of what we're going through again right now, making sure we have all that tightened up, all that benchmark. But I think at least once a year, make sure that you understand and, and you should have all these benchmarks. You should know exactly what, what these, these calls are 
um, or what your your percentages should be, what your amount of time should be, what the uh, just what the overall uh, KPIs uh, should be set at, so that you can you can really understand where a rep may be struggling, or where you are efficient, or where you are not as efficient as you should be. I hope that helps everybody. Happy Monday. Happy. Have a, have a great week. If you're listening to this uh, earlier in the week and I will talk to all you guys next week.